the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Good afternoon. Tim DeMoss Show rolling along here. Thanks for tuning in. We have a gorgeous afternoon wrapping up eventually, of course, down to 50 for the low tomorrow. We get to do it again. A lot of sunshine, a few clouds, high 75. Phil's lost 8-zip to the Dodgers yesterday. It was a good game for most of the time, but then the uh, Dodgers scored a bunch of runs in the bottom of the eighth and blew the game open. Phil's trying to shake that. Get back on track tonight. They take on the San Diego Padres, 10 o'clock. NBA Finals, Golden State over San Antonio yesterday. Tied the series at a game apiece. Game three is Wednesday night, and the uh, NHL Stanley Cup Finals kick back in tonight. Game four, 8 o'clock, Boston at St. Louis. Boston up two games to one. Had a chance to... Hit the NovaCare Complex this afternoon as well. Chatted with some of the players. It's the uh, OTAs, as they're called, organized team activities, and they're doing some uh, non-contract dr- drills, and they're doing some uh, doing some fun things out in the field. I had a chance to watch uh, some of the practice. It's really amazing how fast these players are. I, I was remarking to Gary Cobb, who has joined our program a number of times, how, uh, and he is a former player himself, I said, Gary, I think, that the average fan probably just, they have no idea. And he started laughing. He's like, you're not kidding. Because you'll hear some say, that guy's a bum. He's not very good. That guy's slow. But the truth is, these are world-class athletes. Even the, you know, backup to backup to backups, they're really exceptional at what they do. And uh, the game moves super quick. Carson Wentz was out there. And uh, we got some photos, a little video. We may be able to put the, on Facebook or something, give you a little insight into into what they're up to these days. But in any case, we're hoping to have some of the players on over the course of the summer and the fall, and it was nice to have a chance to get down there today. As we get the week underway here in the month of June, want to uh, encourage you with a couple of things. We have a new ministry of the month, Destined uh, for Victory to, uh, for Destined for victory with Pastor Paul Shepard, and uh, that's a, there's several levels of this as far as uh, what you can do. You can actually pick up a free download of Do the Right Thing, and each and every listener, welcome to that. And when you get that download, you'll be entered to win a prize package featuring several items, a Destined for Victory mug, pen, earbugs, a couple of CDs, and uh, we're drawing winners for that package every single day. On top of that, you can win an Amazon Echo. That's a grand prize. So just click the Ministry of the Month banner at WFIL.com to get entered for our Ministry of the Month for June. Again, Destined for Victory. Catch it twice each weekday, 2.30 in the afternoon and 9.30 in the evening. Speaking of giving things out, today we want to kind of focus on giving a lot of things out. We've had a, mu- a bunch of great authors on over the last uh, several weeks, and we have some prizes from them that we'd like to dish, uh, dish out to you. So have our toll-free number ready, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. going to give you a little clip of each of those interviews, and at the end of the clip, we'll invite you to call in and win. Sometimes we have one or two copies. We may have three or four. just depends on the actual interview that we had. First up, a gentleman named John Gager. He is... Uh, uh, an author who wrote a book called Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Children Could Teach You. And uh, maybe we could just start by you sharing a little bit of the backstory on 
what led you to writing it and how long was it in the making? You know, I think the beginning of it is I, I was sort of ambushed as a parent. <laughs> I, uh, I had no idea when we had our own kids that they had stuff to teach us. I had no idea at the time how ignorant I was in some ways and the wonders that God works through kids. Classic example, our little girl Lynette is just six or seven years old at the time. She's just received Jesus as her Savior. She and I are running some errands. We're in the car. It's a summer afternoon. And you know, Tim, how sometimes you get these uh, thunderstorms that are just lashing and flashing and crashing, and then, boom, as soon as they start, they're over, and the sun pops out, and it's now backlighting some of these you know, previously rather ominous-looking clouds. Well, Lynette, our daughter, looks out at those clouds, and she says, Hey, Daddy, is that where Jesus lives, <laughs> up, in those, up in those clouds there? I said, Honey, Jesus lives higher than the highest clouds. And she kind of pauses. There's a smile on her face, and I just know the wheels of her mind are turning. She finally says, with a little bit of pride, You know, when you're a Christian you wonder about Jesus. <laughs> and I started thinking to him, you know, when was the last time I wondered about Jesus? I mean, we go to church, we hear about Jesus, we sing about Jesus, we pray to Jesus. But when was the last time I wondered about Jesus? Oh, wow. You know, I, I think she's got something to teach me. So that was kind of the first. And ever since then, you know, more kids more stories, other kids, other stories, and it came to the point where we just knew if we didn't jot them down in this little book, kids say the wisest things, we'd be bursting at the seams. Yeah, that's great stuff. Uh, author John Gager with us. This book is called Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Children Could Teach You. Early on in the book, uh, and this kind of, I think, goes along with what you were just saying, you mentioned the older you get, the more utterly convinced you are. Kids really are trying to teach us lessons. So much of what we call routine is new to them, they see stuff right. we've long stopped noticing, and they see it all with fresh eyes. Yeah, that is so true. Uh, everything from, you know, here's a little kid. Uh, he's out in the backyard, and he's totally intrigued with what he's seeing, and mom's in a rush. Mom's got the older sister already strapped in the car. Mom wants to get going. He says, Mom, come look. Oh, we'll look later. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Haven't we all said that, Tim? Yeah, we'll look later. Uh-huh. The kid yeah. wouldn't budge, wouldn't budge, wouldn't budge. Finally, finally, mom comes over and he says, you know, you have to see to really notice. She looks <laughs> down and sees the most spectacular butterfly she's ever seen in her whole life. And she was about to miss it. You know, I mean, kids find wonder, just like you said to him. They find wonder in an ant. You know, they find I will never forget taking our little nephew to the bathroom. I hope this is okay. Yeah. He's a little kid. And... Uh, He's just being introduced to the uh, automatic flusher thing, right? He does his business, the thing flushes, and he stands back with a smile and he says, magic. (laughs) We wash his hands and the the soap makes all kinds of bubbles. He's staring and staring at these bubbles disappearing down the sink and he goes, wow, bubbles. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, bubbles are kind of cool. They are cool. Here's this three-dimensional thing. It's a ball. It's, it's uh, shiny. It, it, it changes shapes, and then, boom, it pops, and it's gone. There's a pretty heavy-duty amount of magic in a bubble, but it escapes most of us, not kids. Not kids. They see wonder. I think it's a great reminder also. As folks, if you're just tuning in, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, and WFIL.com. Author John Gager, our guest. The book is called Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons, you didn't know children could teach you. I think it's 
uh, from what I've taken away from the book as I read through, had to do with that that constant reminder uh, to not look past our kids. And in and in a way, this book, you know, you could say, who's this book for? Is it for believers? For could you use it as a tool to share with the, for your faith? But it really is like in reverse. You know, I, I think of uh, uh, a little Emma. She's uh, up at her cabin, and she's two years old. Should be in bed still, but no, she's up at the crack of dawn. Her mom's <laughs> out there sipping some coffee on the deck. This is up in the northern Wisconsin area where they're looking at a beautiful lake. And Emma says to her mom, Mom, did, did God make all those trees? They've got all these beautiful long needle pines. And mom says, he sure did. Did God make that big lake out there? He sure did. Did God make the sandbox? That's what she calls the little beach that she plays on. He sure did. She paused and says, wow, Mom, God sure is one cool dude. Yes. Yes. <laughs> you know? Well, I and, mean, I, and I read that, that chapter. I read that chapter, and, and, and I think it's great to point out also that this book, uh, Kids Say the Wisest Things, is more than, like, interesting, cute things kids say, much more than that because you're – you're talking about wanting to learn from that. So if you're two years old and you refer to God as one cool dude, certainly, you know, you get it, you laugh, you smile. And in a way, we can have a kid like Hart when we're older and say God's one cool dude. But maybe one of your points in that chapter I remember reading was when you're grown up, there's also a whole bunch of scripture that talks about fear and trembling and not because God's angry at us, but he's God. So maybe we should be Hey, you're at church on Sunday. Maybe we should be on our knees sometimes, not just sipping our coffee. That's our conversation. A little piece of it with author John Geiger. The book is called Kids Say the Wisest Things, 26 Lessons You Didn't Know Your Children Could Teach You. If you'd like to win a copy, hook me up. Give me a call right now. We've got to hook you up. That would take a random caller at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. You can get podcasts, by the way, of these programs at WFIL.com. Just click the podcast tab, drop down menu, uh, has the, you know, the list of them, and then you can kind of go back through time. The newest one is on top. 800-560-9345, 800-560-9345. Take a random call to pick up. Kids say the wisest things, 26 lessons you didn't know your children could teach you. We'll make a winner of that right now. We'll take a short break. We'll come back. We're going to give you a couple of other um, uh, clips from different recent interviews, and uh, we'll go from there. Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show podcast, available at WFIL.com. Thanks for listening. 421 on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Making our first winner of the hour. Kids Say the Wisest Things is the book up for grabs at the moment. What's your name? My name's Rick. And where are you from? I'm from Devo, Pennsylvania. Where? Well, it's kind of, it's even smaller than that. Actually, Cedar Hollow. <laughs> it's out near uh, the Great Valley area, Valley Forge sure. Park area. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah, good. Yeah. Well, hey, man, yeah. you're a winner. Congratulations. <laughs> I, I'm the winner. Huh? Thank you. That's great. I just listened. Sounds like a great book. Yeah. It's got a really cute cover, but it, it, like we were saying, it's more than like a bunch of cute sayings. You go, oh, it, it actually has a lot of, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, wisdom right. to it. Right, right. I got a ten-year-old granddaughter, and uh, um, I'm hoping we'll, we could read it together. <laughs> That'd be great. That that sounds like a great plan. Let me put you on hold, and Joe yeah. will get your info down. Thanks for listening in. Hey, thank you, thank you. God bless you. You too.
800-560-WFIL. Have our number ready. We're going to ask you to call in in a couple of minutes to win something else. 800-560-9345. If you're just tuning in today, we're focusing on giving prizes out, which is a nice focus. This next prize we have is called When Church Conflict Happens uh, by a gentleman named Dr. Michael Hare. We had him on recently. And uh, I don't know if you've ever had conflict at your church on a, on a grander scale. Of course, there could be little things going on here and there in the corner. But sometimes, you know, church goes through stuff that maybe you had no idea was coming. And for whatever reason it might be, it's there. And I know that's happened for us at our church. I love our church. I've been in the same church for many years, uh, about 10, 12 years ago. There was just some stuff that came up kind of, uh, you know, in the end, God worked a lot of good out of it. But I, I remember it kind of rocking me a bit because I had been there for so long and really not many uh, troubles. And so, um, especially considering, you ever stop to think about how church, even if you don't see somebody, you still know you could. So if you go to church each week, you know, 40, 50 times a year, and you're there pretty much every week, you know, at least you're going to have that regularity of a possible conversation. And maybe you see some of the people every week. Uh, so when some of that doesn't happen, because when we had our, our stuff at our church, a few people started to leave or they went here, they came back eventually. And there was that kind of disruptive, like, hey, I don't, where'd they go? And and uh, any, in any case, uh, this is a gentleman, Dr. Michael Hare, who uh, this is what he does for a living, if you will. For the last 20 years or so, he specializes in helping consult churches and helping them through the challenges they have. And it's very interesting It's it's because uh, it, it talks about it on a lot of different levels. So without further ado, I'll just play a little clip from our conversation, Dr. Michael Hare. And he's author of this book, When Church Conflict Happens. And I'd like to, when I have an author on, just get a little background on where they came from in terms of their faith. And so uh, I mentioned how he went to Oklahoma University and he became a believer as a sophomore. Um, yeah, I was actually um, just a sophomore, and yeah. I ended up going to Bible college and, and uh, seminary. And then uh, my wife and I and four children pastored churches across the United States for over 25 years, and most of that work was church turnaround work, where we would go into churches that had experienced deep conflict and just pray that God would raise them up again. And I think I learned a lot uh, just through the experience, but I I felt like I needed to get more education, so every class I could find on conflict resolution I took and hmm. eventually got a Ph.D. in conflict analysis and resolution, and I'm still learning. I didn't ever really plan this. It just seemed like God... Uh, called us to churches, and sometimes we didn't know they had had problems until we got there. And he just, uh, you know, the the scripture says uh, that we make our plans and he directs our steps, and and that's what he did. I I realized uh, about two churches into my uh, pastoring opportunities that that seemed to be a trend, and uh, I guess all churches have conflict, but uh, the ones I found myself pastoring were usually those that had gone through pretty deep water and lost a lot of people and sometimes had financial problems, and God just took care of all the needs. Uh, it was certainly not easy, but um, God blessed, and it was a great uh, a great opportunity for all of us. Folks are listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com here in Philly with Dr. Michael Hare, who's checking in from Colorado today, and he's author of a new book called When Church Conflict Happens. The book is broken down into several sections, the problem, the model, and the workbook. I thought we'd just kind of go through it a little bit, uh, section by section, and, and you could kind of uh, emphasize the things that, that stand out the most to you. Uh, I thought what's interesting in the first section was even the very first chapter's title, Why Your Church Needs Conflict. Maybe you could explain about that a little bit. Well, I, you know, I think all of us, um, most of us at least, are pretty conflict-avoidant. You know, we prefer not to have conflict. 
But when I look at the scriptures, I find that um, there was conflict from Genesis to Revelation. And as I pastored churches and um, and found conflict there, um, I found that conflict actually happens often because of the different spiritual gifts that people have. Uh, God's given us all spiritual gifts, but he's not given anyone all of them. And I think probably maybe more in the American culture than others, uh, you know, we feel competitive, and when somebody's got a difference of opinion or disagreement, we feel very threatened by that. And what I found is that people with different spiritual gifts have different insights, and, and God's equipped them to see things that not all of us can see. And so once I realized that and and tried to, to look at it more as a resource when people disagreed than a threat, I began to see that, that conflict actually raises to the surface all of those things that need to be talked about for a good decision to be made. Mm. And so it, it makes for a, a – once it's done in a healthy way, uh, it really is a blessing to a church. It's a great point. One of the stories you talk about how one church in particular had just some money that had become available to it, and everyone's making a case for how they think it should be used, and yet instead of it being like, okay, stomping out of the room – and uh, fuming, they actually were complimenting each other on, "Hey, that was a good point. Maybe we, you know, maybe that'll happen too, or something like that." Rather than, you know, let's keep all our stuff to ourselves and only talk to a few people in the corner who we think will agree with us. Yes, that was a that was a great eye opener for me. I saw, you know, really healthy communication and even healthy disagreement that allowed people to. Um, examine their own positions in light of what other people were seeing and thinking, and and the outcome was great. Yeah. Yeah, and along with that, too, uh, do you think it's possible, I guess, you know, because of the avoidance thing, sometimes uh, you mentioned there's, you know, there's unhealthy conflict. I guess it's helpful to establish when you're talking about needing conflict or a church needing conflict. There is unhealthy conflict, and there's, you put in your book, benign and healthy Maybe you could just kind of describe those briefly. Yeah, the um, the unhealthy conflict, of course, is what most of us are familiar with, and uh, conflict almost always surfaces on the in the inner personal level. I mean, obviously, when people are disagreeing, then it hurts. It often damages relationships, sometimes um, in ways that last a lifetime. Um, but if we look at it differently, and we have an attitude that really does trust God, then then those that, that deal with healthy conflict or deal with conflict in healthy ways um, basically don't jump to those conclusions, you know, of being kind of defensive and, and, um, and, and upset, and, you know, our emotions often take control. And so what I found is the people that do the best with this are people that, that uh, kind of pause when that emotional... Uh, rise happens in their own life, and they 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 instead begin to think more clearly. Um, uh, there's been a lot of studies that show that when we respond to danger or anger or threatening circumstances, the blood drains from the thinking part of our brain down into the brain stem, and we it's kind of fight or flight. Hmm. But if we pause a little bit when that starts happening, and we we start engaging the higher thinking part of our brain and um, it actually helps us to stay calm and, and to allow our emotions to be an ally to us instead of the enemy. That's Dr. Michael Hare, author of a brand new book called When Church Conflict Happens. Want to call up and win a copy? Do it right now. Got the line open at 800-560-WFIL, 800 560 
888-900-9345. I actually have three copies of the book to hand out. So if you're among the first three to call in, be glad to hook you up. 800-560-9345. 800-560-9345. If you find it a little easier to text, that's the position you're in, and fire one off to 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-3683. That's our text line. Just type in the word a conflict, perhaps it's in the title there, and your first and last name. And again, we can draw a winner from that way as well. So either or, 800-569-345, or text to uh, 610-500-DUB. Another uh, guest that we've had on recently, uh, another author, we have a lot of authors every now and again, and uh, this gentleman wrote a book called Assured. His name is Greg Gilbert, and we're going to play a clip for you from him in a moment. But before we do, I want to just take a quick detour and play a short song for you from a guest that we have been working on quite uh, for quite a while to get on the program. Her name is Sarah Groves, and she has a beautiful daughter named Ruby, who is eight, and they recorded a song together called Jesus See the Traveler. And because they have conflicting schedules, a mom schedule and a kid's school schedule, we have not been able to get them on the air together at the same time. But I thought it would be nice to have them on at the same time. So I'll give you a little sample of their song. And uh, again, feel free to call if you want to win a copy of When Church Conflict Happens while the song plays or text into 610-500-DUB. But this is a song uh, from uh, Sarah Groves and her daughter Ruby. It's simply called, it's a very beautiful, simple song called Jesus See the Traveler. AM 560, WFIL, WFIL.com. Sweets on there from Sarah Groves, her daughter Ruby, and Jesus See the Traveler. We're hoping to have them on uh, very soon. It may just be a matter of when school lets out and Ruby is home all day because to coordinate our show with her getting home from school is not, uh, has not been possible yet. But love to have mother-daughter on for a change. You know, it's, it's one thing to have the adult song, which is great, but in the rare occasion where a, a parent has worked with their child on something, I thought it would be nice to, you know, patience is a virtue. We'll wait, we'll wait through and, and get them on together. So looking forward to having that. And hopefully in the next week or two. In the meantime, quick check on the forecast. A lot of sunshine the rest of the afternoon. Beautiful day. Love that. 50 the low tonight eventually. A lot of sun in store again for tomorrow. A few clouds high, 75. Phil's lost to the Dodgers yesterday. Eight zip. It was a good game for most of the game. And then the Dodgers blew it open near the end. In the eighth inning, it was seven runs. So that's all right. That's what they say. You ask any ball player, they say the beauty of playing baseball, 162 games a year, even though that's a lot of games, is there's never uh, one very far off where you can just – Shake it and move on to the next one. So that's what they'll do tonight, playing at San Diego at 10 o'clock. NBA Finals resume on Wednesday. Yesterday, Golden State over San Antonio to tie up their series at a game apiece. NHL Finals pick up again tonight, 8 o'clock, with Boston at St. Louis. Boston's up two games to one there. Mentioned just before the song there, one of the recent authors we've had in the program, a gentleman named Greg Gilbert, and he wrote a book called Assured, Discover Grace, Let Go of Guilt, and Rest in Your Salvation. If you're just tuning in today, Going back through some of the interviews we've had in the last few weeks, and we have some books uh, you know, from these authors to hand out, absolutely free. So I'll play a little clip for you from this interview with Greg Gilbert. When it's done, 
Give a call at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345, and uh, have an opportunity to win the book, Assured, that we're talking about. Just uh, began by asking him during our interview, confirming the fact that he's not just an author, but he's a pastor. And that's what, this is what he said. Yeah, I've been a, been a pastor of a, a church in Louisville, Kentucky, for about the last almost nine years now. And, uh, yeah, I've been living in Louisville for, what, 16, 17 years? So wow. uh, that's my home. That's where my kids are growing up, and it's a great place to be. You a Wildcats fan? you got to be, probably, I would think. <laughs> no way, man. My church is, is literally at the University of Louisville, so uh, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Cards fan by necessity. All right. Well, fair enough. Yeah, I should have. Right. That makes sense, of course. How did they do in the tournament? I, I was paying attention half uh, halfway. Did they get, get very far? Yeah. I, I, you no, they got beat in the first round. It okay. Was, it, it was not a happy thing. But <laughs> I, it was an okay season. We have a brand new coach. You know, we had a meltdown in our whole basketball program. New coach. Um, and he had, a, he had a good season, I'd say. Yeah. We have a we have another guest who's been on the program a number of times, David Akers, who's kicked for the Eagles, and he's a huge oh, okay. Louisville fan. So uh, yeah, everybody's got their well, thing. There you go. <laughs> well, well, yeah, I don't know many I don't know many Eagles cards fans, but there it is. Yeah, well, if you play for the team, you think you would probably root for them. So yeah. In any That's case, true. well, it's nice to make your acquaintance and uh, wanted to chat about this book, Assured. And so, if we could start off just by. You sharing, I'm always curious what the backstory is. Sometimes you know, maybe have a germ of an idea for years and you finally get around to putting it down and or, or there are things that are happening. I guess maybe some of this is birthed out of just watching it unfold as a pastor and people you're dealing with. Yeah, yeah well, I, I suppose it, it, really, it really just came to life um, in a, a sermon series that I was, I was preaching through the book of 1 John. And uh, this was a few years ago. And I just, I was surprised when I announced to the church that I was going to preach this series through this book, how many people came up to me and said that they were just absolutely terrified of this sermon series because the way they had always heard First John preached was not to help Christians find assurance, but to unsettle their consciences. And, uh, you know, as I preached through that book, I realized, oh my goodness, John wrote this book not actually to unsettle Christians' consciences, which is the way it almost always gets used but rather to settle Christians' consciences. He had a whole church full of people um, who were not sure that they were Christians, and he wanted to say to them, no, look, you are, and, and here are the ways that you can tell that you are, in fact, Christians, as opposed to these people who uh, have abandoned the church. That must have been very interesting to have the opposite of what you thought from your own congregation. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, well that happens to me more often than you expect. You go into these... Biblical books, you know, thinking you know what they're about, and then you just find all kinds of depth in them that you, that you never thought were there. So how did the, did the sermon series—so you still did the sermon series, but then beyond that, decided to, you know, dig deeper, figuring maybe there are more people thinking that way than just my own congregation, perhaps? It, yeah, yeah. So, so uh, you know, over the years, I've had so many conversations with Christians about about assurance of salvation. Am I really a Christian? And— uh, uh, you know, they come from different directions. Sometimes it's theological, sometimes it's it's more kind of just angsty, existential stuff. Sometimes it's people just looking at their own lives and sin. Um, but it just it, it's just a very common thing, it seems like. Uh, so I thought, I had a friend who said, hey, I've listened to, listened to these sermons that you've, that you've preached over the years um, from First John and other places, and he said, you should pull that stuff together and hmm. make it a book. I think it'd be helpful. Yeah. 
Greg Gilbert's with us on the Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. The book is called Assured. Yeah, yeah you, you covered it nicely there. The, the, the reasons why people might feel unsettled or am I really a Christian, am I really saved, could come from, you know, I used to be a paralysis from analysis when I was a kid. My youth group leader used to be, try yeah. to pat me on the shoulders that you're going to be okay, man. Don't, don't overthink. Yeah. And uh, and then other people, maybe really there's there's a, a, a sin or two in, in their lives they can't seem to shake, and they may wonder. Have you had that, I'm sure, I'm guessing? Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a chapter in the book that uh, is, is on besetting sins, as they're called, you know, just these sins that we wrestle with. Yeah. Um, sometimes even for for the course of an entire life, and you'll you'll I, I run into people all the time who who struggle with those kinds of things. Yeah. What do you? What, so maybe start off if you would in terms of unpacking the book a bit. You know, there's one thing to talk about all the different reasons why people struggle and trying to kind of deal with each one each person in, as an individual, but at the same time, there's also the I guess the line of thinking of what should we be looking at? Like really, what is the what does wellness look like, so to speak? What's the way to be thinking? to get our minds on. So like what the scripture have to say about assurance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if I have to boil it down into one, one major problem that I see that, that kind of runs like a thread through, through people's struggle with assurance, it's that for some reason, Christians seem to have this idea that the way to get more assurance of salvation is to stare at themselves. So they, they want to stare at their own sin. They want to stare at their own faith. They want to stare at their own, their own fruit and good works and all the rest of it. And they think, for some reason, that by turning their eyes inward on themselves, they're going to be able to find assurance. And I, I think that's exactly the wrong approach. I think if you want more assurance, more, you know, more confidence in Jesus, you have to look at Jesus and not yourself. If, if you look at yourself, all you're going to see is wishy-washy failure, lack of, lack of uh, solidity, because that's who you are. You look at Jesus, on the other hand, and you're, you're going to see something utterly different and something worthy of confidence. So the, the, the main goal of the book, actually, is to, is to sort of pry our eyes off of ourselves and put them on Jesus. Greg Gilbert, author of the book, Assured, 800-560-WFIL. If you'd like to win a copy, 800-560-9345. We have a couple to hand out, so feel free to give a holler. Or if texting is easier for you, 610-500-DOVE. 610-500-DOVE. Just type the word assured and your first and last name. We'll take a short break, make a couple of winners, and we'll continue on as we're handing out some free stuff today. Books from the different authors we've had in the last couple of weeks. If you happen to hear a little clip of one of the interviews that particularly piques your interest, go for it and give it a try. 800-560-WFIL right now. 800-560-9345. Back in just a moment. Tim DeMoss Show, AM560, WFIL and WFIL.com. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. 445, Tim DeMoss Show, AM560 WFIL, WFIL.com. Speaking of Dr. Andrew Farley, we had him on the program, I think about a week ago, talking about that book, Twisted Scriptures. I've not read the entire thing, but what I have read, I really liked a lot. We gave some copies of that away already. Today, we're giving away copies by other authors that we've had on in the last few weeks. If you're brand new to the station or the program, it's not that we always have authors on every day, but we have authors, I'd say two or three every week, and we'll have folks in from other realms as well. We'll have pastors, community leaders, athletes, musicians, uh, all under the umbrella of John 3.16. For God so loved the world, 
gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. So the goal of the program really is to kind of live that out. So uh, clearly a Christian environment, if you will. But we, we want people who don't know the Lord to feel free to call or uh, to have guests on who don't necessarily believe the same thing. Sometimes the stuff we talk about is just every day. It's not a, it's not a spiritual topic officially or, or as overtly, if you will. Or we've had people on like from the Turnpike Commission talking about what's going on with the toll increase or just to understand some of the stuff going on in the community. So that's what we're trying to do with the program. And uh, I guess in a nutshell, I've, I've shared this with other people as they bump into them and, and tell them about the program, which has been on since last September, that uh, it, I'd like it to be just kind of like my life is off the radio. So, you know, I want people to know I'm a believer for sure. But again, not everybody is in my life or in my circles are Christians. And I think that's important, right? There are times you go to church, you worship, you're with others, maybe in Bible study, time of prayer, individual time with the Lord. But then hopefully you have a lot of opportunities to to spend time with others who don't know the Lord and you know, fulfill the great commission, if you will, and, and be part of God's redemptive plan just as how he as he chooses to use us. So uh, in any case, today we're focused a bit more on the authors that we have had on the last few weeks. And one of them, a great guy named Mike Naraki. You may know him. He's known as the co-creator of the VeggieTale series, other stories. He's got a new collection just published called The Dead Sea Squirrels, two volumes so far. One's called Squirreled Away, and the other one, Boy Meets Squirrel. So we'll give away copies of this right after our clip of our conversation with Mike Naraki right here. This is uh, just asking him as we got the conversation underway. Uh, this is about two weeks ago. Let's talk about those squirrels, Mike. Oh, yeah, man. Let's talk about the squirrels. <laughs> Mike Naraki <laughs> is our guest, uh, co-creator of VeggieTales and uh, many other wonderful pieces of uh, visual and, and literary art over the years with the penguins <laughs> and with the Nighty Nights and, and now the squirrels. Take a second, yeah. if you would, just on a broad with a broad brush and share uh, the background behind squirrels. And I will say this. I gave the, the books to several of my kids, and uh, we have also a very, girl very close to our family. named Julia, and she read the book, and she gave me a sticky note with questions. And so I'll ask one of her questions. She gets the assist on the interview. She, she says, well, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> She's 14, and so she said, what was your inspiration for the series? That's her first question, and it lines up with mine too. Yeah, yeah. So uh, for the series in general, a number of years ago um, – you know, when the idea first hatched for me, um, I was looking for an, a way, because with VeggieTales from the very beginning of the show, um, since we had a, a, an ensemble cast of vegetables who were telling Bible stories um, and, and taking on different uh, biblical personalities, um, we drew a line in, the, line in the sand early on that we did not want to depict Jesus as a vegetable. And so automatically that kind of eliminated a lot of the Bible stories that we could tell. And we did, over the years, we did you know, the Christmas story and the Easter story, and we found ways to, to tell those stories without, um, you know, uh, showing Jesus, you know, as, you know, having Larry play the part of Jesus or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it, it limited us in the amount of New Testament stories that we could tell, and so I was trying to think of, okay, how, how you know, what, what's a clever way to do this? And I thought it'd be fun to have a character, characters, uh, instead of going back into biblical times, to be able to kind of bring characters who lived in biblical times forward into the modern day and, you know, and just have that, you know, have, have those stories to recount from back in the day. And yeah. so, so that, that's kind of where the idea of squirrels came from. It's sort of like, if you remember uh, Encino Man, <laughs> that movie where an old caveman is dug up, yes. um, I, thought, I thought it'd be fun to, to kind of have these petrified creatures 
Uh, and then, of course, playing off of the Dead Sea Scrolls, um, you know, that, that sort of parallel of, okay, this ancient, you know, these ancient writings and wisdom now come forward in time. Um, and so that's, that's where the, the, the kind of the general, uh, you know, impetus came from. And it's, the, okay, so I want, I want to be able to tell, you know, New Testament stories uh, in, in a modern setting. Um, and so, uh, so to bring these characters forward in, in time, um, so that, that was the, the basis of the idea. And then, and then, you know, figuring out, okay, how do you, how do you do that? And then when I started to develop the ideas for the books and I just sort of drew from the inspiration of my son, Michael and his best friend, Justin, and they've been, they've been friends, you know, since kindergarten and gone to school together, um, you know, all these years and just, you know, you know, even now they're graduating high school together and they're best, they're best buds. And so um, just that I love drawing from their personality and their relational dynamic uh, and then, you know, kind of introducing these two, you know, wacky little uh, grandparent, grandparently squirrels into, into their lives and, and, you know, have them speak into uh, their kind of adventures and, and trials as, as fifth grade, uh, as fifth graders. Yeah. Mike Naraki is the uh, co-creator of VeggieTales, and he's also done uh, 3-2-1 Penguins. I was thinking even the the squirrels concept is a little bit like 3-2-1 Penguins in reverse. Instead of uh, Jason and Michelle going to hang out with the penguins, the squirrels have yeah. come to hang out with Michael, Justin, Sadie, and the, and the rest of the squirrels crew. Yeah, it, and it's fun. I, be, I think it's always fun to have sort of, you know, it's called fish-out-of-water characters, you know, characters who are trying to get used to life in a new environment. And, uh, and certainly that's the case for the squirrels. They're used to you know, uh, first century, um, you know, Galilee, and, you know, they, uh, they, they don't even belong in the, in the Dead Sea. Merle is, uh, you know, he's, he's kind of an adventurer at heart, and so he, he, he builds a little raft for he and his wife, um, you know, to sail. They, he's always wanted to go to the Dead Sea because he, he's, he's heard you can't sink, you know, so, <laughs> so they take a raft down the Jordan, and they get stuck at the Dead Sea and then trapped, you know, kind of, you know, they go looking for shade and get trapped in a cave and, and uh, you know, petrified for the ages. <laughs> so. Yes, until they get discovered by, I guess it was yeah. Michael and Justin as part of the storyline, and, and then uh, yeah. and then we won't, we won't give all the rest of the story away. But That's Mike Naraki, co-creator of VeggieTales, joining me on the program a few weeks, I guess two weeks ago or so. The Dead Sea Squirrels is the series. It's uh, book one. It's called Squirreled Away. The second one, Boy Meets Squirrels. Merle and Pearl Squirrel are the stars of it, if you will. I have two copies of each to hand out. If you want to win one, give me a call right now at 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. Again, 800-560-WFIL or 800-560-9345. If texting's easier for you, text line is 610-500-DOVE, 610-500-3683. And again, if you call in, you can pick the one that you want. Let's pick a winner here. Hello, what's your name? Hello, Timmy D. This is Linda in Warrington. Hello, Linda. How's it going today? I'm doing great, thank you. You're a VeggieTales my, person, aren't you? I'm a big VeggieTales fan from the beginning. <laughs> well, you'll appreciate the latest iteration of the humor of Mike Naraki. So you choose if you want squirreled away. You know what I'm going to do, Linda? I'm actually going to give you both. So you have the oh. first two, because they're read, they're a quick read. Intended that way. So you can read one, then two, and then three and four, I think you said, come out in the fall or in the late summer. Fair enough? Oh, thank you. Oh, you're... that's totally great. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Let me make one more quick winner. Hello, Joe's Pizza. Just kidding. What's your name? <laughs> Hi, this is Dottie McDonald. Hi, Dottie. How you doing? Great. I think we should make you a winner also, if you want. 
Oh, sure. Yep. I'm excited. I'm a grandma, and I think my grandkids would love these. Excellent. Well, we're going to, just like with Linda, we're going to give you both Dead Sea Scrolls 1 and 2. That They are a fairly quick read, and that way you can have a second one to go to right after the first one's done. Okay, great. Right. Thank sure. you. Yeah, where are you from? I'm in Clarksboro, New Jersey. Excellent. Hang on one second, Joe. Get your info down. Okay, thanks. You're very welcome. All right. We have just enough time for one more giveaway. We had Alistair Begg on his program, Truth for Life. It's coming up in just a couple of moments. And he wrote a book called Pray Big recently. We had a program with him where he was on, and uh, we asked, actually asked him about the fact that when he became a believer, part of what happened, the reason he became a believer was a conversation that he had with his dad. After this little clip, I'll ask you to call in. You'll have an opportunity to win uh, his book, uh, uh, Pray Big. So here's our little clip without, well, you know what? Yeah, yeah, let's do this right now, and then we'll come back and wrap up in just a second. But this is Alistair Begg on the program a few weeks back. My father, who was able to interpret for me some of the uh, questions of my young mind, and uh, really at, uh, on a Sunday afternoon as a, as a young boy at elementary school, I, I acknowledged that uh, I, I knew what it was to be jealous and, and hurtful and spiteful, and even in relationship to my sister, and that I could see that... Uh, I needed God to make me the kind of boy he wanted me to be, and, and uh, that, that, that's, uh, that's the beginning right there. The, the rest of the journey continues to today. At well, what point, maybe, would you, is there a point in your life you feel like there was a, a time it was clear to you that this is my Savior now and I, I'm walking with him, or was it a little more of a gradual? Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. No, no I, I, right there and then on that Sunday afternoon, I mean, I, mean I, I, cannot, I can hardly believe that this happened, but I went back to school. And at school at that time, if, if you got like a new pair of shoes or if a girl got some new piece of uh, clothing, then you, you, were, you went behind the blackboard so you could show them uh, to your teacher. So it was a kind of show and tell, but not for everybody. Yeah. And then if the teacher felt that what you were showing or telling was, uh, uh, would be of interest or benefit to the larger company... Then she would say, okay, so now Alistair is going to show you his new sneakers. And on, within short order, I don't know if it was the Monday or the Tuesday or the Wednesday, I went behind the blackboard and I told my teacher at school that I had asked Jesus Christ to be my Savior and I would like to sing a song. Now, if you've heard me singing, you know that is not something that I should be doing. <laughs> but but I I... I sang a chorus uh, to my class, and it was directly tied to my understanding of Jesus as a Savior in a personal way. That's Alistair Begg. We're going to take a short break. Call right now if you want to win his book, Pray Big, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-WFIL. Tim DeMoss Show, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.